0: Packers insiders on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Go Pack! Go! Jumping on the WTMJ hotline, it's John Kuhn. Good afternoon, John. How you doing on this Monday? Uh, How's it going, guys? I'm just uh, watching some highlights of the World Series game that I didn't get to see because... We were with a different game last night. Man, that was a good football game. A little too tight, if you're a Packers fan, probably. But it was a really good football team uh, football game. What did we learn about number twelve last night that we didn't know? Are we still learning anything about twelve? I don't think so. I, th- I think we, I think we see a two-time MVP who's playing at a high level once again this year. Uh, I-, I think it's about time people start throwing them in. Uh, the MVP discussion for this year. I mean, we are midway through the season now, so uh, so it bodes some some discussion. And, and we have really seen pretty flawless Aaron Rodgers. It, the first quarter of the season, there may have been some struggles with that being truly the new preseason in the NFL, the, the month of September. And then uh, this month of October, these last four games, uh, averaging 31 points a game, 400 yards of offense, um, Without his number one receiver on the outside, he only has two blemishes on the air, that being two interceptions that hit both his receivers before they landed uh, in a defender's arm. I, I just, I think what we're seeing is is stuff that we're used to seeing with him, and we may take for granted, but it doesn't dismiss the fact that it's near perfection. You know, John, from a, a just a casual fan standpoint, you could watch last night's game and say, wow, the Packers made some great adjustments at halftime because for as much as the Packers owned the first quarter, the Chiefs very much controlled the second quarter. But from your vantage point, what you watched, did you see any significant differences in how they were attacking on offense and also trying to control the speed of the Chiefs on defense? Well, Greg, you must not listen to the broadcast because we discussed that during the second half and then after at a game. Uh, yeah, quite frankly, they did make some uh, adjustments. And on the offensive side, you just saw quick, short, on their first drive uh, after half along with some sprinkling in of seven man protection where Aaron would call the tight end in if it looked like a pressure it was really the pressure in the first half uh, well, the second quarter that was given the Packers offense a little bit of trouble and they made those adjustments and and ran the football as well and you know, it was only by the time they took that last sack and kicked the field goal on that drive it was probably only about a 70 or 65 yard drive but it took about nine minutes off the clock in that second quarter, and a big part of that game was trying to play in the direction with the wind to your back, and, and the Packers did that during a quarter in which um, the Kansas City Chiefs had the wind, and, and they were only able to capitalize on that wind with about six or seven offensive plays. So that was a big turning point in the game. And, uh, you know, just to talk about the defense a little bit, the adjustments that Mike Pett made, after struggling to keep up with some of those speedsters from Kansas City, he just decided to sit back and play zone and make them think and dunk against them and, and earn yards the hard way rather than in chunks. And and that seemed to 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 trouble Matt Moore and Kansas City's offense because they weren't able to get those splash plays and they did turn the ball over once. So I just thought the way that they came in at halftime, kind of reevaluated the situation and decided to attack in in a little bit different manner was really the key to the game. You know, it had a great drive to finish the game out that started at the two yard line and you know the, the Packers ran the ball six times in a row. That was like a John Coon. Tight drive, right? I mean, the old fullback like yourself, you had to appreciate how the game finished out. Oh, I loved it. And we used to love when you could get into four-minute offense and then successfully run out the clock. It's not easy to do when you have more than a handful of minutes. So to take about six minutes off the clock during that last drive, it's just demoralizing. It, It imposes... Your offenses will on the defense and lets them know, hey, you're not going to get the ball back. And it's it, that's really um, the exclamation point on what could be considered uh, a dominating second half by the Green Bay Packers. And to be able to run the football when they know you're running the football so that you can use their timeouts, gain some yards, and get a first down to end the game. There really is no better feeling on the offensive side than, than to do that and to finish the game with the ball in your hands, taking what we call the best play in all of football, the victory formation. Hey, John, we've only got 30 seconds. Are the Packers the team to beat in the NFC? John, are you with us? Oh, that, is that? <laughs> that was such a tough question <laughs> no, that John apparently is gone. Oh. He's ducking. He's ducking and hiding. It's all right, John, if you don't want to go out and say that they're the team to beat. John, are the Packers the team to beat in the NFC? Uh, yeah, so I didn't hear it the first time because you guys broke up with me a little bit. But I think the Packers are one of the teams to beat in the NFC. Now, if you're looking around and where they have positioned themselves with this 7-1 start is is – hands down better than what most Packer nation um, thought coming into the season. But now you get to reevaluate and you get to look at the landscape and you see the San Francisco 49ers sitting out there at 8-0. and Well, guess what? We get to play that team. And the New Orleans Saints sit down at 7-1. and So we're in a full sprint to the finish line against these two teams to try and see who can get one – of the two first round buys and seeds in the playoffs i know matt lafleur is going to take it one week at a time because quite frankly that's what you have to do in the nfl but it's a great position to be in right now and if the packers can continue to handle business and take care of business it's going to be an exciting second half of the season and you never know when you get into the playoffs you never really know it takes getting hot for a couple games but to get that home field advantage, mm-hmm. to get that buy in the first week, that can really set you up for uh for some damage in the playoffs. He is John Kuhn. Thanks, John. Thanks, guys.